0: The Hottest Street Boys, Hottest Street Boys, Hottest Street Boys, it's the Hottest Street Boys. Like and subscribe. Hey everybody, we want to thank you so much for voting for us for Best of the Pine Belt, Best Podcast. I actually didn't even know we were nominated until like right... Point being... It's really cool to win because we didn't expect that at all. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Uh, remember, if you haven't done so, like and subscribe. Um, you can also follow us on Patreon if you want. Um, what else? Check us out on social media, and that's really it. We want to get into the show because we got a lot to cover. First, we want to hit "Last for Life. Last for Life. Our good friend Jamie Arrington of Hub City Comedy uh, invited us to come see the show, and man, it was amazing. Such a good time! It was uh, so good. A lot
1: of people too. It was great to see
0: so many people out enjoying, you know, the Sanger Theater. Nate Bargazzi was the the headliner and the opener, Leanne Morgan. Before Nate had the, I've never seen someone with a crowd so in the palm of her hand before. Like y'all, y'all, like, so, like, it she was ki- comforting too. Like, I she killed it, man. She killed it. But it was like, it was. It had an edge but it was also like i wanted you know i wanted her to make me like biscuits too you know is that weird
1: it, no yeah. i guess i mean i feel like she would definitely know how to make
0: some delicious biscuits i guarantee you her biscuits are fire so yeah. man she was she was awesome and then nate bargazzi bro you can tell that guy is pro he is
1: and yeah i i got to see him a couple of years ago he opened for Tignotaro at laughs for life and he killed it then, and then to, the, to see him again, it was
0: awesome. Yeah, his uh, his stuff about being the firstborn, being the oldest sibling, uh, it's real. It was, it hit home for me.
1: Oh wow, yeah, I don't know about that because I'm the youngest.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, just like having to, yeah, it was. It, I don't want to give away any of his stuff, but man, it was so good. Uh, and then after we went and got food at Coludium, that was the yeah. first time I'd actually gone and hung out for like an extended time man that Palladium's
1: food is off the chain
0: everything needs to be truffle fries what are we doing with our lives making fries that aren't truffle fries you got like fries on fries didn't yeah, you yeah i did i did yeah. i i kind of broke from my diet it was delicious yeah i had the was the bacon chicken ranch fries yeah and then i also had the beer cheeseburger yeah with a side of truffle fries and i regret nothing
1: yeah as you should not <sighs> yeah please don't regret that what'd um, you have I got the Rosemary's baby baby swiss uh I think it's I don't know it's a it's a delicious burger and yeah it's baby swiss so it's delicious and then I got the truffle fries and they also make this curry ketchup
0: and it's amazing yeah you got to check it out and then they're doing beer olympics are coming up they also have like video game tournaments too yeah they do a trivia night there's tons of board games there i mean it's there's uh was there a foosball table as well i believe so and uh yeah that would be the perfect you know the southern miss soccer field is right there yeah you know you've alluded to and we're we're gonna kind of like do some work towards yeah maybe you know if that was like the official southern miss football not football football pub yeah that would be pretty sick
1: yeah i'll i'll have to we'll 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 talk about that a little bit later you have
0: channels to to go through so i i get it i'm blowing you up on the spot don't make me harp on it now but uh and then we got to mc the best of the pine belt awards that was wild that was wild
1: that was such a fun time and i it was amazing to see so many people So many people actually dressed up and got uh, into the theme, which it was a Roaring 20s Mm -hmm. type of feel. So we had a lot of flapper dresses, a lot of guys dressed up wearing fedoras and looking like gangsters. And Mm -hmm. we were wearing our tuxedos that had tails. So I've never worn a tuxedo with tails before.
0: Bro, and I was rocking. I just realized that my haircut is so Billy Zane in Titanic. That's not the character you really want to be in Titanic, but I mean, I'll take it, you know. It was pretty epic. Well,
1: the night gave me the perfect excuse to wear a top hat that my friend Brian Evans gave me. Shout out to Brian Evans. B-Rye.
0: Yeah. Huge, huge friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to wear the top hat finally. It it fit the theme. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, that was perfect. And uh, it was really cool getting to get up on stage. We did have an issue with the microphones. I could not turn on the second microphone. Yeah, a little technical difficulties right from the get. And then there were people tell me something about, like it was loud in the back, which we had no control over. And it's also kind of the room. It's a it's a square room, it's yeah. not a theater. Yeah. Uh, the so acoustics
1: are a little weird in there.
0: Yeah, so that's really hard to figure out. Um, but other than the 30 seconds where we couldn't turn the microphone on that felt like 20 minutes, uh, it all went really well. Yeah, and it was wild getting to announce ourselves as winner of best podcast because I, dude, I did not, I really, I honestly did not expect that at all. I didn't either. I really didn't. I kind of, I kind of don't even like. How did we even? Who nominated us? It's one of those like, that's not why we're doing this at all. It, but yeah. it is really nice. It's, it's, it's nice just to be you know nominated. Once again, being around a lot of different people in one place was. uh very grateful that we got to do it. And then uh, you know, speaking of your shirt, your American Outlaw shirt. Yeah. We had a big we had a big weekend for USA soccer at the Kegan Barrel. That is correct.
1: Uh I
0: saw the semifinals
1: last week. US men played against Qatar and we won that. So we got to play in the finals, and we had to play against Mexico, as you know. And it was a crazy game, back and forth uh u.s were kind of getting dominated in possession but uh went into extra time and like right before it would have gone into pks uh we scored a magical a magical moment
0: it's a great header the guy too uh never made u.s national camps um played i think he played for syracuse played college soccer and um like kind of an underdog story it's really great that he got that uh that opportunity and the cool thing about the keg and barrel is it's in it's an american outlaws chapter if you don't know what the american outlaws are that's the u.s the official united states soccer fan, fan club fan club support you know yeah support group uh or whatever.
1: my our friend justin schmidt pretty much started this right before the world cup of 2014 mm-hmm. it became like all right we're gonna be an ao chapter and i think we were given chapter number 135 because again there's chapters all over the country and possibly in other places but yeah it's it's cool to be uh in an environment like that where a lot of people are watching the games and you meet new people Mm -hmm. uh i was at the game i met a guy from he's at southern miss doing biology stuff he's doing his master's in biology but he came from indiana or somewhere and yeah he he's a a soccer fan so
0: well they have to have the u.s games on at least one television that's the rule to keep your your membership up to date and that's never a problem at the keg but it's cool if you if you know that there's a u.s soccer game going on maybe you don't even really care about soccer you just kind of want to get into it yeah keg and barrel is a place to go because you can go meet people from sometimes there's people from all over the country and uh, and and that's cool. It's a cool fandom, you know, where you go to different cities. So you go to like Nashville. Oh yeah. You go to the AO bar, and you know that you know there's kindred yeah, you, spirits. You meet all
1: kinds of people, and uh, we've traded scarves with people all across the country. Again, to join the American Outlaws, it's maybe like twenty five dollars. They give you a shirt, they give you a bandana, they give you some you know some free swag stuff. You know, if you want ten percent off of this or whatever, they'll give you some some promo codes. But uh yeah, it's a cool it's like it's they call it AO family and it's like that. You meet people and next thing you know, you're all hanging out and watching soccer together. Maybe you're staying at an Airbnb in Nashville together and, and enjoying that kind of stuff. It's 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 really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh I love I love that, bro. I love soccer. You know, it's not I think yeah, really and hard, it's really hard to tell by looking at
1: Well, I wanna say that I think when I first met you, uh it was because of soccer. Like I saw you wearing a jersey or something, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know." And it was, you know, I grew up playing soccer, and I know you did. But that was kind of one of the first things that I, you know, that kind of brought us together as friends.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a behind the scenes moment exclusive on the Hardy Street Boys. Yeah. How did the Hardy Street Boys meet? Kind of from soccer. Yeah, pretty much. Not officially, but kinda. So. Yeah. Man, I'm excited about our guest today. We got Brad Newton of the Thirsty Hippo he agreed to do this he agreed to do this so uh we're gonna get to it i know a lot of people are really there's all kinds of rumors and people say i talked to brad and this is happening there's other people i talked to brad and this is happening i've heard the most ridiculous things what's going on with the hippo so you're gonna find out right now what's really going on with the hippo with brad newton did you change your hair color again What do you mean again? Last week it was
1: blonde and now it's darker.
0: When was my hair blonde? Last week you, you were talking about how everybody calls you sunshine and- Who would call me sunshine? I'm not a blonde. Look at the color of my eyes. They're like just large pupils. Are you gaslighting me right now? Am I using that term correctly? Is this the first time I'm ever getting to use the term gaslighting? No one will tell you this, but nobody really knows what that means for sure. No, dude, I'm just messing with you. I was blonde last week.
2: (laughs) All
0: right, we have Brad Newton. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. We have Brad Newton here today. How are you doing today, Brad?
3: I'm good, Drew.
0: (laughs) This is my... are you just going to slowly roast me this entire episode with my uh my show voice you deserve it i deserve it yeah well, you hit the you hit it hard and so i just wanted to come you know hit it hard with you bro you nailed it you nailed it man how have you been it's been a pretty uh it's been a pretty chill uh last 18 months right <laughs> yeah chiller than um
3: most for sure yeah um, yeah well how uh, have you I spent to, your time okay Well, uh, let's see, I, uh, the beginning of, uh, the pandemic, I, uh, spent my time trying to figure out if we could, you know, hang in there and Mm -hmm. do what we do, which is live music predominantly, and, you know, getting a lot of people together in a room close together and pretty quickly realized that there was, that was not going to happen. So, uh, you know, we decided to shut the hippo down. Uh, for, uh, you know, not forever. That was, that wasn't the plan. Um, and it's still not the plan. Uh, but at least until we could make, uh, some sense of the safety with getting people together in a room to do a show. So, uh, that still hasn't exactly happened yet. Uh, (laughs) right. So now we're just kind of in the planning stages of, uh, reopening. Um, Yeah. And we actually had a show, uh, we cleaned up, I don't, most people probably don't know this, but we have a, a back section to the hippo, like that's outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we cleaned that up pretty good over the last, I guess it was in June and we did a show, a benefit show with four, three or four bands, uh, right, right in the middle of July. And it was great. It was awesome. Um, we kept everybody outside mm. nobody came in the building uh you know we didn't sell anything it was just more of like hey let's get together and raise money for this family and right have a show
0: yeah and that was jamie was actually there
1: yeah i got to go to it it was a uh, a lot of fun there was a it was a great energy there and yeah. the music was awesome you know ms paint is one of my favorites around here so yeah it was awesome
0: so that's great. So is that something that you can you can do in the future is continue to just do outdoor events? That's probably how we'll proceed for
3: at least um I would think maybe a month and a half to up going into October. Yeah. yeah. So we have some scheduled now. I mm-hmm. can't announce that. Uh just because we don't know um how the Delta variant will right. play out in our area over the next at least month, I would think.
0: Right. Well, and when we talked about getting together, the Delta variant was not a thing. And it just kind of goes to show you how much stuff can change in like the matter of, you know, a couple of weeks. Right. Like, and now we're back here. It kind of feels like a little bit like March of last year, a little bit.
3: You it know? does, except for in our case, we have a, um, a plan B, which is that back section. Yeah. So we can, continue. Well, you know, hopefully continue what
0: we started in July and, uh, yeah, do shows. Yeah. So how did you get into, you know, how did you, how did you start the hippo? How'd you get oh. into putting on shows? I want to take it all the way back. Cause that just made me, f- I know things are uncertain and it's, and it's mm. your business and there's a lot of stress involved with all this whole situation, but I already feel better just hearing you talk about it. Cause the hippo is such an important place to so many people, especially in our Social circle. Uh, mm-hmm. How did that get started? You know, how did it turn into what it is right now? Okay, well, that's about twenty years
3: of, twenty plus years of, uh, you know, history. But I'll I'll try to. Yeah,
0: put <laughs> you that have in. you have three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Okay. So um, me and Eric Eaves started the Hippo in September of two thousand, and the idea initially was just to have a place where people could come hang out um, downtown because there wasn't a lot happening after, really after two o'clock where anything that was open, it was like uh, breakfast and lunch places. And then, you know, after two, they would shut down until the next day. Um, So we wanted to have a spot and Eric had a building that was perfect for it. Um, So we just, you know, built that spot up into a bar over about a i don't know maybe about an eight or nine month period from january till when we opened in september Mm -hmm. and um yeah open it up just selling beer and then you know we'd have uh, loaves of french bread that we'd get from albertson's and uh goldfish that we'd serve people put the tonys on the goldfish you know and just sell beer and soft drinks Uh, but very quickly within a few weeks music started happening there I was in a band at the time, and there was a lot of bands in town, just like there are now, and uh, people needed a place to play, so kind of by default, we just started doing shows, and then it pretty much didn't stop, Yeah, you know, and it just kind of grew from there, from local to regional to, you know, national acts, and then acts coming in from out of the country, just all types of people coming in, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... Kind of the gist. And then, you know, around 2011, we shut down that spot. And then um, broke off our partnership. And then I reopened it on McLeod Street. And that happened, uh, I guess we opened in late August 2012. Our first show was the second night we were open there. It was a reggae band from the Virgin Islands. And there was a hurricane coming in. I remember that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite nights ever. It like, was a good one. So good, man. Yeah. Uh, and then so since up until March of 2020, you know, we've been operating out of McLeod and still continuing to put on shows. You Wait,
0: 2012 when y'all went to the, this, the new location? Yeah. It's already been nine years. That's, does it feel mm-hmm. like that to you? Like it's already been 20 plus years having that place? Mm. <laughs>
3: In some ways, yes. But in other ways, no, it just kind of, um, I don't know, it uh, kind of blurs. Right. Nightlife kind of blurs, you know? Yeah. And not because you're, you know, you're uh, messed up or anything, right, but just right. because it's kind of the same thing night after night, and then things just kind of blur. Right. So that that kind of skews time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's kind of just jumping from one show to the next show. and. hmm
0: had yeah, good times. How do you go about like, booking talent? Because you've had, you know, it's a place for local bands to play, but then, you know, one of my personal favorites, Snarky Puppy, who, mm. who has really blown up. Um, yeah. Like, how do you, how do you find these, these groups, man?
3: Various ways. Um, a lot of it is, um, well, like in the beginning, here's, okay. In the beginning, it was just the people we knew. So mostly local bands. But my band was also touring at the time. So we would meet people. And like an example of that would be Grupo Fantasma from mm-hmm. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um we were playing out in Austin and some mutual friends of our or like we had friends that were friends with the guys in Grupo and we had maybe 3 nights in Austin and one of those nights we didn't have a show and that night Grupo was playing so we went um to this club to see Grupo and we met all those guys and they were early in their career and I was like, hey, you know, if you ever want to come to Mississippi, I have a spot to play, and then we hung out and, you know, became friends, and then they started coming. So that's that's another way is like just who you know and connections, Mm -hmm. and the music world is real small like that. Um, And then you get into the booking agent side where you just start uh, really. If you have a spot, it kind of. And it's going well, like you're treating bands well and people come and have a good time. Uh, Word just gets around Mm -hmm. and you end up booking agents start hitting you up. And then really you don't have to do too much finding. I mean, you still can do that, like, you know, seek out bands. But a lot of times it just comes to you. And then it's after that, it's just kind of like a filtering process. Right. What do I want to book this night? Mm -hmm. And can will the blues... You don't want to do like two blues nights in a row necessarily because then your crowd would be the same. So, you know, you might want to do like a rock and roll show, metal show one night, blues one night, jazz another night and, you know, try to have as much variety as
0: possible. Well, and the reason I ask is because like, it feels like everybody gets to customize their own playlist like on Spotify now and you Mm. can, you can kind of be your own you know, armchair DJ, but like to be a club owner to also be a musician, to also be a DJ like yourself, mm-hmm. and then to be able to like kind of customize your own playlist, but it's real. It's like people that you're dealing with Yeah, sounds really gratifying. Also incredibly difficult, but very gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all of those things for yeah. sure. Um, um, it's cool too, that you're able to do that now because your place is like, uh, it's very much a musician's place, mm. you know. Is that something that just kind of happened, or is that something that you is at the forefront of your mind when you w- when you think about the hippo, or how you operate?
3: I think it's just bo- it's like both of those things. Mm. Um, I I think the advantage of owning a club and being a musician is that I have also gone out on the road to. To play music so i know what that's like i you know i know what it's like to come to a club where everything is like they know you're coming <laughs> and they've arranged for it and they got your flyers and they put them up and and they have a crowd and then i've also experienced the club where you walk in and like they didn't even know you were playing that night mm. and yeah. it's like oh okay well i guess we'll set up over here and we'll run our own sound and because there's no sound guy here for that and uh, yeah, so I kind of got to experience the good and the bad, and knew mm-hmm. kind of what to do. And also, I'm sympathetic to what a musician has to do to uh, either whether it's their full time career or just something that they do because they love it. Right. And
2: yeah, yeah I man.
3: it's kind of default. But you mentioned Snarky Puppy. Um, that happened as a uh, Scott Johnson. You know Scott, yeah, saxophone player. Yeah, so yeah. he knew them from North Texas, right? And they were coming through, and he he was like, "You got to book these guys." And then we did, and then of course, you know, Man. they kept coming back. You know? Well, well it, up until a point, until they're you
0: know right, right. playing Royal Albert Hall and, right, and selling right. it out. And if stuff you can like that. if you can play in the Netherlands, play in the Netherlands <laughs> yeah. by all means. Uh, or, but but like the the thing is with like especially with Snarky is we ended up you know becoming friends with a lot of those musicians too mm. and when you like i don't know when you i don't know from the outside maybe you think like being a club owner is like booking bands and selling you know drinks and food and stuff which it very much is mm-hmm. but like like that changed my life that band coming to hattiesburg changed how like i kind of looked at things changed how like i played match grip because of sput like just because i like it's just so much had changed because of that group, that one group coming like once or twice a year. Mm. Do you have? Do people like communicate that to you, like mm-hmm. how much the hippo has changed their life? Yes, that's good. Yes, and
3: I feel the same way. It's so mutual because even though I'm in the inside of it, um, I also get to experience those bands too when they come. So I'll see. I get. I got to. I'm a drummer <laughs> like you. I got to see Spud. Yeah you know, this close. Like I got to put mics on Sput's kit as he was behind it. I, yeah. you know, and then, and the, but that extends out to all, all the bands, right? you know? Cause everybody, you know, whether they're at way high at this level or even just um, in popularity or in skill level or people that aren't popular and maybe don't even have like nearly as like, you know, the skill level as somebody like the Dudes and Snarky, but they still, you know, that's the power of music. You cannot be that technically great at your instrument, but still you can, you know, get across like feeling and emotion and yeah. and that, yeah,
0: I don't know, I, I might have lost my train of thought, but like, yeah. I, um, I imagine you getting to see all those different groups. You have stories like I would have about snarky about lots of different groups.
3: Yes. So, Endless yeah. stories. Yeah. Endless story. That's awesome, man. We could talk about that forever.
0: <laughs> I, I could talk about that forever. Yeah, well, that's one thing I know, like, you're kind of like a musical encyclopedia as well. Um, but one thing I remember you telling me once was: uh, it's cool. Mu- the cool thing about music is you're never going to know all of it. Like, you're always oh, yeah. going to meet somebody who knows something you don't. Mm. And that's what's kind of cool, is like, uh, you always learning something is never it never gets stale if you're in the right environment you know
3: yeah so and there's always like yeah if you look on Spotify uh, the other day we were talking about Inyo Morricone who was uh, you know f- uh, scores you know what I'm talking about I think so like the good the bad and the ugly and like all the spaghetti western films and okay. stuff um, but he sounds like if you look on Spotify and just scroll all albums for him you know there's Fifty plus records or more—it's ridiculous. So, yeah, music—it uh, just never ends. You can always find something, you know, yeah. gratifying from all over the world. People have been recording music now for about a little over a hundred years. Yeah, so you're never going to catch up. There's always <laughs> something to, to find.
0: And they're continuing and it's only easier now to Yeah, exactly. To do that. Yeah, mean, yeah. So what can we you can't really give out any dates, I understand. Yeah. But you can give Well, not the closest ones, I guess. Well, yeah, maybe not any of them.
3: But yes, we will be doing shows in the future. Okay. In the fall. It's all just for pending, sure. yeah.
0: But but the hippo is here. Yes. Yes. For sure.
3: And I want And it. I know we've been very quiet about that, but you know, there was a lot of stuff to uh take care of last year.
0: Well, and also, I'd like, I don't, I hate hearing, oh, well, I talked to Brad, and it's, the hippo's closing. And I'm going like, wait, what? Are you sure? And yeah, I don't then think I ever told say-
3: I also heard I was moving to California to open up a hippo.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, really.
3: Which I thought was funny, because if you know me at
0: all, you'd know that I probably can't pull something
3: like that
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> or
3: would even attempt to pull something
0: So like you heard that. it here, all that gossip. Put that to bed. Hippo's here to stay and we're thankful. Uh do you wanna like jam with us for a little bit? Yeah, sure. So that we're gonna like we're gonna do a little jam session. You can also you can follow Hit the Thirsty Hippo on Instagram at the Thirsty Hippo. It's been pretty quiet there, but yeah. But it's there. You <laughs> yeah. have to do that. You, you could- have to pitch your social media. Yeah, we're out there. Regardless of how quiet it is. You could even
3: hashtag search us. That's fun, because then you get to look at other people's pictures that they posted. Yeah,
0: hashtag the Thirsty Hippo. All those those, uh, links are in the description. And we're going to jam with Brad. Like and subscribe. You know the deal. Let's go. All right.
2: All right. Hub City Beers Backyard Jam Sessions, Wednesday, August 4th at 5.30, What's going down in the neighborhood? Rashad the Blues Kid, August 8th at 5.00 p.m. at the Kegan Barrel, Out back. What's going down? August 14th, all day, the Avenue's Wide Yard Sale. Buy some old mittens. August 21st, we got Summer Tunes with Hub City Sound Machines. That's in the park. Pick up the track. Summer Tunes, Summer Tunes. Be sure to visit hubcityhoedown.com to stay up to date on events in the area. Also, if you have an event you would like to promote on one concise calendar, send it to hubcityhoedown.com. Let's get, let's get all our events on one calendar. Come on, Hatchard. We can do this.
0: Yeah, okay. okay. but